Coming up, we discuss all of the resort enhancements at the Polynesian Resort at Walt Disney World. All of that on this episode of the Diz Unplugged. This is a Diz Unplugged, episode number 796 for the week of April 7th, 2015. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts in planning the perfect Walt Disney World, Universal, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, and other destination vacations for you and your family. Contact them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. My name is John Magi, and I will be your host for this segment. Uh, and I am joined this week by our Orlando team, Kathy Whirling. Hi. <laughs> Never know what to say. Kevin Close. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Jenny Lynn Knopp. Hello, everybody. Julie Martin. Namaste. Back in, <laughs> back in the production look, we have Ryan O'Clavin. Hello. Clavin. No, Clavin's right. O'Clavin. Yeah. Okay. Nailed and it. Craig Williams. Hi. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Um, we are going to spend some time on this episode talking about all the resort enhancements that are coming to the Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. Um, I have to get used to the fact that now it has a different name. That's part of the enhancements, or it's gone back to the original name. Um, we've covered several different things over the past couple of weeks on the show, like the Bora Bora Bungalows. Uh, as part of the new Disney Vacation Club expansion, uh, the lobby renovation, the pool renovations. But what we wanted to do is we wanted to give you sort of a one-stop shop for everything that's been done so far, as well as everything that's coming up and should be completed fairly soon. Um, Craig and Jenny Lynn have been had a chance to spend some time at the Polynesian, so I'm going to let them sort of steer this conversation and and share with us some of their experiences with what's going on at the Polynesian. Craig. Okay, Just this isn't a surprise. We <laughs> talked about this before the show. We discussed how we were going to handle it. And he still was deer in headlights. Well, I thought that it just could have made it a bigger production than that, but it's fine. <laughs> okay, back to me. Okay. Uh, uh, Yay, Craig is going to be here. Oh, it's Craig. Oh, thank you, thank you. That was uh, my production. No introduction needed. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the Polynesian has undergone literally a massive reimagining, uh, as you said it, straight from... Uh, the even the name change so before it was disney's polynesian resort now it's gone back to the old classic uh polynesian village resort from which i understand was the original name in 1971 until some point in time that they decided to switch it uh i love the fact that they went back to this name but i also love the fact that they've kind of gone back to the font oh yes. yeah you know it sort of brings back that really classic disney look the entrance is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and that was one of the first things that actually debuted whenever they started reimagining the entire resort. Uh, the brand new entrance, which is just stunning if you haven't seen it, especially at night. In the daytime, I mean, it's if it's Florida and it's cloudy and ugly outside, it's not that great. But at night, whenever the lights are on and the fountain's running, it's, it's really spectacular. But then a lot of the fun begins once you uh, get into the resort so construction walls have started to come down uh because they were up basically everywhere throughout the resort like just the entire place has been under construction uh the lobby 
went through its renovation. Uh, they added the bungalows, as you mentioned. Uh, one of the DVC uh, or one of the regular rooms was converted into DVC studio villas. Uh, it's just they've had a lot going on. And uh, basically, if you've stayed there at any time in the past 18 months, you are having a very uh, interrupted experience, I guess, is the best way to put it. Right. But uh, so once you're going into the lobby, the, the first big change that everyone already knows about is that the fountain is gone. We've talked about it. In massive part. extent on this show over and over and over again. And what is replaced is a nice tiny little fountain with the tiki statue Maui, which some people love and some people hate. This is actually very controversial. The renovation of the lobby is something that's online people are discussing. And even in person, people come up to me and say, oh, they hate it. I mean, you know, it's a lobby. But that's yeah. all your fault, John. It is all my fault. <laughs> it Except looks like a bus stop. Kathy thinks it looks like a bus stop. Other people think it's appropriate for the space. Um, in addition to the center area, did they also redo the check-in areas? They did redo the check-in areas. Uh, and I forgot to put a picture in, so That's we can't okay. really share that. It's on the website if you want to see it. Uh, because we did, before uh, the entire resort was actually finished, this is a good plug for 7 and 7, we did cover it as part of our uh, 7 and 7 series. So there will be a link to that in the show notes. Uh, so some of the early stuff that opened up, like the pineapple lanai and uh, the re, uh, reimagined Captain Cooks and the check-in desk, we already covered all of those in detail. So check out our 7 and 7 coverage to see all of that. Uh, I would just say, as far as the check-in desk, what they did is they broke it up into individual stands. So now the cast members can come out in front of the, yeah, the stand right. and, and talk to the counter. guests. It's right. much what, more welcoming. Right, yeah. what they did at Art of Animation, mm -hmm. they sort of made that sort of welcoming. You don't want the cast member to be behind the desk when you check in. They want right. them out interacting with guests. <laughs> and it's all kept within the Polynesian theme, I assume. They've Oh, yeah. No, it all, it all perfectly blends in. What they've really done with the lobby, in my opinion, is they took it from a resort that was starting to look like it was 50 years old, and they completely modernized it, made it very clean, uh, just really pleasing to actually be in there. Obviously, not to everyone who doesn't like change, but Ooh. I mean, this is a really <laughs> classy looking lobby now, but it still has those retro touches. Yeah, to that's, it. that's what I was going to uh, say. Uh, just because something's 50 years old doesn't mean it's bad. No. I mean, we have buildings that were built in the 1800s that have historic markers on them now. So I'm not disagreeing with you. I just think that, uh, so that ex example is just because something's 50 years old. And I'm talking <laughs> that it doesn't mean it needs a complete overhaul. It doesn't. We kind of preserve things that are get to be classic. So I can see where people are upset. It'd be like gutting a you know a historic building as to, as far as some people their history is only fifty years old. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I'll just, I've made my opinion uh, very clear on this. But one of the cooler aspects of the new lobby is uh, the Kevin and Jody piece that's now hanging up right beside the check-in. Kevin Kidney uh, and Jody Daly. Exactly. They, friends uh, of the show. They were commissioned to do a beautiful, beautiful uh, painting of the resort in their style. And it just... It's a nice big map, so I guess if you're lost, then you can look <laughs> at this little goofy map to try to figure out where you're going around. Uh I don't know if it's the most practical of things, but no, it's stylized and it's made to, you know, be decoration. But I think it's really cool. 
No, it's, they have an incredible style. It fits in so well. I mean, Tiki is one of their biggest things. I know they have a love for Mary Poppins and a lot of the classic Disney movies, but especially with uh, the Tiki culture, they've done a lot of uh, the Tiki statues like Pele and all of them over at the Tiki Room. So it's definitely a, a perfect fit for the entire resort. Also kind of in the lobby area, they've really shown the new merchandise that they have coming out. Uh, it's all in that same retro style again. Uh, I don't, I know, I don't really like the new designs. I do. I think uh, you, you nailed it when, a little bit back when you said they modernized the resort, but when when we say modernized, it is with that retro feel. So they do keep a little bit of the essence of what you guys are, are missing. Um, I think they do that to help with the efficiency of being hospitable. I love it that um, they come out to you from behind the counter now. That has actually happened when mm-hmm. I've walked into the resort. I'm approached, can I please help you check in? Follow me over to the counter. That's kind of a new experience for me. I thought it was very, very cool. Um, with the, the merchandise, it is everything's done with that same retro feel to it i think it's cute and and appealing i think it's going to be very popular and there's quite a bit more polynesian village specific merchandise now a few years back we didn't have that at all and i uh, i'm glad that disney is finally catching up to the idea that people don't want just walt disney world merchandise but they want merchandise that's specific to where they stayed when they were here especially Mm -hmm. a resort as popular as the polynesian the end (laughs) Wonderfully put. So uh, the biggest obvious update to all of this that we've been talking about nonstop, I believe we were also the first website to break the news of this, but uh, the bungalows, the Bora Bora bungalows that were built out uh, at Sunset Point, which really upset a lot of people who would go there to watch fireworks all the time and had a lot of good memories from there. Uh, But they built the bungalows right in that water area, right in front, and uh, we actually had a chance to go look inside Jenny Lynn and I whenever we were at the media event for it for the grand opening last week. Uh, do we want to see show a little video of it so That'd you be get great. a better sure. idea of what it looks like? Please. Okay, well, we will go ahead and play that now. They look great. During the video, uh, we were all talking here about the little touches and how uh, cool they all look, and they sort of have a retro, small world feel to them. And Yeah, and that's purposeful. We were told when we took a tour of the studios and the bungalows that uh, there are little touches in the rooms that you can see that are done in the style of Mary Blair from It's a Small World, whether it's uh, things on the bedding, uh, to the shower curtains, to um, touches that were added to the furniture. So you'll see that with throughout, and it's a, a really has a really great feel to it. Um, the the whole addition of DVC to the Polynesian Village. They have the three long houses that were um, transformed into DVC studios, which are the largest studios within DVC right. inventory at this point. And then there's the bungalows, which are the two-bedroom units. There are no grand villas, and there are no one-bedroom units in this particular DVC property. And um, what, But what they do instead is most of the, the studios have connecting doors in between them. So you can connect two studios and sleep up to 10 people within those two um, units. That's great for sleeping. I think what happens, though, is you lose that kitchen. 
And a lot of people who do yes. DVC for the one bedrooms like the yeah, kitchen. Yeah, you have so. to have the bungalow in order to get the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Both of the studios do have kitchenettes. The other thing that's different about this is uh, for the first time for a studio in DVC, the studios have two bathrooms. So, you know. It's that that's split bath split design, bath. not yes. two complete separate bathrooms. It's like the toilet and shower in one area and tub and a sink is another or vice versa. Correct. Is it two there's toilets? Not... I think it's two toilets. Yeah, there's, I believe oh, there's, there's two toilets. toilets in both of them. It's uh, very, oh, right. yeah, it's kind of set up a bigger style than what it's like on DCL with the split bathrooms. But that same exact idea uh, and very large bathrooms at that. Mm -hmm. I think we had normal size and not a handicap accessible room. Yeah. But it was it was right. very, very large. All very pretty and I kind of the, a trundle sorry. am i wrong do i see a trundle yes, you can with sleep, blue and stitch yes you can sleep five people in each studio um there's the queen bed then there's a queen size sleeper sofa and then there's the hideaway bed which you're looking at right now um that is that unit that sits under the flat screen tv and it pulls down into a twin bed and then above the um twin bed is a mural of lilo and stitch slumbering very contentedly in a hammock. The trundle beds are. Be I apologize, Craig. The trundle beds are becoming very popular at DVC. They put them in the Grand Floridian villas, and as they remodel, they seem to be adding them. It adds more places, more beds, mm -hmm. which is great for bigger it's families. It's kind of like DCL. It's like, hey, look, there's a bed. You'll find two of them in the bungalows. There's one in one of the guest rooms, so you have the queen bed and then a hidden bed in one guest room, and then there's also a hidden bed under the flat screen TV in the living room. And that one has an electrical water pageant mural on it instead of uh, the Lilo and Stitch oh, sleeping because that. that's the big selling point of the bungalows is that you have literally the best view you can have of the Polynesian fire or the Magic Kingdom fireworks as well as the water pageant literally coming Straight right past your, uh, your deck, yeah. where you're sitting. Not a in. selling point. Yeah, Kevin doesn't consider that a selling point. I mean, I guess for people who like it, it is a selling point. So if they took that I mean, that's usually where the dresser is in the rooms. What do they have for storage for families to put your clothes away? Clothes on the bed and close your room. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of closets. Yeah, there, there are many, yeah. many closets. Very, very big closets at that. There is plenty of space all around the units. Okay. Even though I sound unsure about it, I, I was do. going to say, the only thing is that's something I've heard people say is, is worrisome, that there aren't a lot of drawer space. But, you know, you're on vacation. Got to do what you got to do, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and with the whole bungalow and studio villas, they're not trying to appeal to every single DVC member with this. One of the key selling points that they wanted to instill in us is that the whole reason why they did this is to complete that whole DVC transformation around the monorail line. So now you do have those options there. Grand Floridian and Bay Lake, you basically have any option that you could ever want in terms of staying DVC and then Polynesian because it's in their opinion one of the most unique resorts that they mm -hmm. actually have on property they want instead of doing just the standard thing they wanted to give something that was a bit more unique at that so that's how the bungalows got chosen for yeah, it and, okay. and they actually they succeeded the, these uh these units have quite a few features that you just can't find anywhere else on property um you know the the decks the, with its own personal plunge pool being one, um, it's it's a it's hard to beat that real estate. Too. Is there any DVC common areas? Usually, they put in a DVC room where members can go and. There is Sunset a Point, that nice little grassy knoll, um, but they do not have like a, a particular lobby that wow. you can right. go to or anything like that. 
<clears throat> also, it's, it's not completely finished yet either. Um, the longhouses are supposed to have in total, I believe, 360 rooms when they're done. Only two of the longhouses are currently open. The third one's expected to open in July. What about a DVC-only pool? I think that there, I believe, you know what, I don't know how, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure there's going to be an additional pool. Isn't that correct? Well, now that the volcano pool is almost finished, I mean, for all I know, we're here right now. It could have been finished today, but... Uh, well, they're swimming in the new pool, so... They're already swimming in yeah. the new pool, then it's finished. Yeah. Okay, I, I missed that. So that's finished now. So the East, uh, the East Garden Pool, or whatever it's called, once the volcano pool was at, that's now going down for a complete refurbishment. I don't know if that's going to become the DVC pool, or if or what it's, it's going to be. be something else, if they're going to build another pool, or if they're just going to completely skip that, but... Uh, that is information I don't have, so I yeah, don't want to fake it. Yeah, it's a really good it. question. We weren't giving clear. See, Disney Vacation Club has become so lucrative for the company that it feels like they're just going to keep expanding. So it's very possible that you might see more resorts turn more rooms into DVC hotels. Mm-hmm. They're going to build DVC at the Ticket and Transportation Center. Are they? <laughs> <laughs> i got to be honest, too. If they had another pool built specially for them or if they took over the East Garden Pool, it's not going to be as good as actually just going with the uh, the low-income families at the volcano. <laughs> right. Yeah. Polynesia is expensive. I wouldn't call anybody <laughs> saying that the Polynesia low-income. Well, here's the deal. Any DVC pool on any property is usually just a square pool. Right. Yeah. It it's serves a as a quiet pool, more or less. Correct. I mean, think about the Wilderness Lodge. They have that DVC pool, which is cool. It has little, you know, supposedly, quote-unquote, hot springs that come up from the bottom. But other than that, there are no particularly fantastic features to it. Right. And it's much more enjoyable to go to the main pool. That's pretty much true of any DVC property, the way they've set it up. Well, and at this, the Volcano Bowl is now open. The last time I was there to take pictures of it, it wasn't completely open, but walls were down. And it looks like they upgraded all the new uh, deck chairs, so everything looks a lot more comfortable now. And then also, the kids' splash area looks like it's going to be... A ton of fun. Can uh, you go back to the volcano pool? Tell us the difference can. between what was there and what's there now. Their volcano. Yeah, they just they cut down on it a little bit. I think they in terms in of the a, pool, the pool itself hasn't changed. It's the yeah. exact same. They put in uh, a hot tub. There's more seating. But one of the things that they did get rid of is the cabanas. You used to be able to rent. There's no cabanas yes. for the foreseeable future. There. Someone in chat has suggested they build a Richard Petty driving. DVC. <laughs> there you go. That sounds awful. You get a highway view. Sleep in an actual race car, not yeah. the plastic ones. Yeah. <laughs> and what about the kids' splash area? Talk about that a little bit. The kids' splash area is just going to be similar to the one uh, that they built now at Wilderness Lodge mm-hmm. that we saw, as well as the one at Grand Floridian. Uh, it's going to have a lot of water coming from different areas and splashing around and fountains. And I guess it's enjoyable to kids. Um, not my yes. kids. Well, okay, I, I, would think, I would think I'm not kidding. They do not like those where you have to walk around and like be get in the, under the fountains or be splashed. It's cold. If the water's cold, <laughs> they're cold. My kids need to be in the pool swimming because it's warmer that way. My kids always loved it, and we're seeing this as a continuing trend among all of the resorts where they're trading in the little kid wading pools for these interactive areas. My guess is um, I think a lot of of children do enjoy it. They like the the freedom of kind of 
skidding around in and out of fountains and having things dumped on them and they get to be a little bit more silly maybe a little bit more wild and then also it kind of takes away a little bit of the hazard feature of a child drowning in a pool because there is no pool to drown in you're you're probably not going to drown in the fountain that's you know (laughs) um, that you're running through the other thing too is they had these we wouldn't think so, but kids would think elements of surprise. Mm-hmm. There are things that fill up and do, and empty the water out. That's yes. not exactly something something a child might anticipate. But it it's looked a lot like lot what was going on. It looked a lot like what's at Alani. Mm-hmm. That sort of splash area as well. The only nope. negative thing I can say about it, sorry, Kathy, it's okay. um, is that it literally butts up right beside the Tiki Terrace over at Trader Sam's, mm-hmm. the outside seating, and. Uh, the lines really have not died down so far for Trader Sam's. So there's going to be people sitting outside basically constantly every night waiting to get in. And I could see it starting to get a slight bit obnoxious having that much happening right beside it. If I mean, if it's windy, the water could be spraying all over. Oh, I hope guess. they thought yeah. of something like that. I'm, there is a there is a wall that is separating some of it, but I could see it ending up being disastrous at some point. So that might be a little bit too overdramatic. Might be an inconvenience. And they did fence in the pool, correct? Yes. And I know there's an outlet or there's a, a gate down by the beach, but I, I'm sure they're going to keep a better eye on who can get into the pool area since that used to be one of the pools that people yeah. used to... Well, I didn't see any... Uh, like room scanners or room key magic band scanners to get in. I thought it looked similar to how Wilderness Lodges was set up, that it's just a gated entry, I guess, to help kids from not getting in and out. Uh, So it doesn't look like they're stopping people from coming in, the average common folk, but uh, it definitely will help escaping kids uh, that don't like their parents and want to run away. (laughs) <laughs> Gotta watch out for these comments. That is not always how they run, Craig. <laughs> I don't have them. I don't know. So other than the low-income common folk <laughs> of Polynesian, what else is new that we want to make sure people are aware of? Oh, we kind of talked about it last week a little bit, and I just mentioned it in terms of the outside uh, seating area, but Trader Sam's. Uh, big deal? It is a big deal. Uh, it's the sequel to the Disneyland bar that's kind of set into the 30s tiki culture. And they explained to us this is set more into the 60s tiki mm-hmm. culture, which I didn't realize that it changed throughout <laughs> decades. But apparently yeah. it did. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So this is much more nautical. And uh, there's the clamshell and the tentacle arm that will pour rum into your drinks. And it's it's a really great tentacle. addition. Oh. What happened? I just I'm Kathy didn't trying know. to picture this. I can't even imagine. You can't. Well, you could look at a picture of it, and then you could picture. Well, then show me one. One thing that I really <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Show me one. Like you have every picture available to you right there in front of you. Well, you would have you would have seen it last week in the uh, video that I put together, or oh, okay. you can find it on YouTube.com/slash/wdwinfo, and <laughs> that could be a little me. bit. Uh, <laughs> That could be a little bit more uh, guidance for you in terms of being able to see it. But the bar is absolutely fantastic Mm -hmm. in every way. I've had multiple trips there now inside as well as outside. Uh, Inside, it's just like the one out in California. There's lots of little hidden details around. Some of my favorite ones are in the picture that's showing right now and will also be in the show notes page. But there's Walt Disney holding a tentacle arm. I'm guessing the one from 20,000 Leagues. 
the the octopus or squid from that whatever one you want to call it and then even there's like little orange birds hidden around did he say octopus yes they said octopus yeah (laughs) in any event well just i'll edit that out later i'm not going to uh has it calmed down any is it still no no, not at all i just said it hasn't calmed down yeah thank you thank you i was there on good friday i was (laughs) relaxing and enjoying the tiki terrace as any good catholic would be Uh, (laughs) it was an hour to two to get in on good friday i didn't i just wanted to relax outside and kind of take in how it would be sitting outside uh, on a 90 degree day and but it's it absolutely still miserable yes it is still <laughs> it's still crowded and uh, it's going to be a scorcher I mean out in California with the temperature it can be in the 90s but still relaxing because yeah. you don't have that humidity out here it, I think a lot of people are going to be passing out from drinking way too much and uh not not getting enough shade and, and how water. lucky that it's right next to the kitty area exactly. <laughs> I, I promise i will teach be the, your children well i will be the first person to throw up in the kitty play area <laughs> there you go. if i have my way jeez oh, uh, do you but, think that this is always going to be popular this is just going to be one of those places that everyone wants to go to until the next round of tiki culture comes out because apparently it's every 30 years yeah, oh, that would have been the 90s yeah how did we miss that i think uh, that's like very malibu surfer uh that style. Oh, maybe. I can't wait for the one to, or for the, the 2020 edition. <laughs> I'm excited for that one coming up. Hopefully, I have a little bit of input on what happens with that. Uh, I, <laughs> I think it's going. They're going to put the kitty pool in Trader Stamps. <laughs> I like how Craig is going to be uh, rabbit on the live, <laughs> and he's going to have input on how Disney designs the next tiki culture. I'm coming up in the world. I promise. I think it's going to remain popular. However, it is a very niche market, too, because it is so expensive. I know people are used to coming on Disney vacations and spending a lot more money than they would actually originally expect to spend. But it, you're getting a lot of fun things out of it. So, like, the, the Nautilus drink that they're featuring, uh, for $50, you get a lot of shots of liquor. And bucks? then you get to take home... <laughs> The awesome Nautilus uh, tiki drink. I thought that was Older. a shoe. Where would I keep that? <laughs> Where would you keep that? Where so wouldn't you like keep that? Brass knuckles or something. <laughs> is that the most expensive one, though? That is the most expensive one. Then the uh, OA that they also have out in California that goes down into like the $40 range. Most of the ones that you are going to take home are going to be a little less expensive. Go back That's to sushi. That. Sushi. Wait, go back to the, the drink. There's the shoe. Here's the deal. I, you know, all kidding aside, people are going to eat that up. Oh, yeah. iron. They're Absolutely. gonna love that. Uh, most of the drinks that they have come with these really cool mugs, and people are getting the drinks just to get the mugs. Yeah. Including, uh, we have one here in this uh, this room. This uh, this pearl. This is the drink, the pearl. And um, I know of an individual who bought many, many, many of these because apparently. At some point... Is that person sitting back here with me? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you this one wasn't washed out. I can still see the drink stain inside yes, of yes. it. Yes. The, the point is, is that every once in a while, you'll order one of these drinks, and the drink comes out in a black pearl. Mm-hmm. And that's just, you know, by chance. So I know... There are people who Did are your, ordering many of these to hoping that they'll eventually that the get one, one out of a black Did your pearl. friend get the black pearl before they headed to AA? No, <laughs> no unfortunately not. So so it's not like every seventh one or eighth one. It's, it's every, truly around. Every hundredth. Yes. Oh. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I it's cool. The only problem with the, the pearls in general is that 
all the other pla- or all the other cups are nice ceramic, uh, mm-hmm. heavy yeah. duty, glossy cups, and then this one's plastic. And it's a it is glossy though. It, it is slightly glossy. It could be glossier in my opinion. You could opinion. put Christmas lights in it and make a whole string of them. Oh, look at him being creative with right it. That you should know, go on if Pinterest. That's what you want to do. That's what that you was got sarcasm. To do. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you that I'll see that on Pinterest in two yeah. weeks. Oh, there you go. Um, Oh, the one did you start? You mentioned the uh, oh oh well, blah, the blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, uh. Um That's <laughs> they brought that element in from California, where when you order certain drinks, there are interactive elements in the bar that are triggered. And my personal favorite is the uh, oh, uh, because um, as you can see in the picture, that is the Tiki Goddess from when the Enchanted Tiki Room here in Walt Disney World had its change to that awful thing with Iago um, and Zazu. There was a Tiki Goddess added to the story. Pele. But I liked the Tiki Goddess. She was to try and touch it. Yeah, she was the only part of the new show that I liked. Well, they saved her and moved her over to Trader Sam's. And when you order one of the Oa drinks, she comes to life and says something scary to you. Do you want to know something interesting? She's one of the most advanced audio animatronics at Walt Disney World. Oh, really? She don't work no more. I did not know that. she doesn't work. (laughs) Oh, really? She just stands That's right. So is the Yeti. So maybe that says something about the audio animatronics. It's just black light lighting effects on it now. And she comes up and says, like, if if you mess with the Polynesia, the tiki gods will squeeze you. Something. She doesn't move. She doesn't. No, it's just the same voice, right? Is she the one with the tentacle? No, that that's if you order the fifty dollar Nautilus that without the mug also costs thirty dollars. Those aren't in stock yet though. They have fourteen of the mugs. The rest of them got lost in China. Uh, oh, yeah. so they're I bet just you waiting they're in the for them to get back. <laughs> but overall, Trader Sam's it's expensive, but it's a good time. The drinks are awesome. The food's good too. That's the head hunter's head hunter sushi roll, which was uh, decent sushi and there's some other fun things. My favorite things to eat are the uh, Portuguese sausage corn dogs. Mm. Those were absolutely incredible, but I think it's a perfect addition to it. I wish it was less busy so I could go there more often. Uh, what happens if you're not staying at the resort? Can you just go to the Polynesian and say, hey, I'm going to Trader Sam? So far, I, I mean, over Easter week, yeah, they're trying to cut down on people coming into the lots just because it's already filled to capacity with uh, resort guests. But... Uh, Right whenever it first soft opened before it got super busy, they were fine. If you just said, I'm going to Trader Sam's, you could pull right up. Uh, obviously, you can't have reservations for it like right. the other restaurants. So they're, I guess they're going to try to be a little more uh, relaxed with their parking policies now uh, instead of the stricter, if you don't have a reservation, you can't pull on here. Because this seems to me like this would be an opportunity for some people who might want to not park at Walt Disney, at the Magic Kingdom parking lot, to park at the Polynesian and say, hey, I'm going to Trader Sam's and hop on the monorail. So it seems like it's defeating their purpose of, you know, the way they set up other resorts, other monorail resorts. I mean, well, the one aspect of that is Trader Sam's doesn't open until 4 o'clock every day. Okay, It closes it midnight and after eight o'clock kids aren't allowed in the bar area and they're never allowed to actually sit at the bar itself so if someone's coming at uh 12 9 a.m right unless yeah if they're coming at 9 a.m and saying i'm waiting for trader sam's the no you're not security will just probably <laughs> laugh at them and be like come back at uh, two o'clock and but if it's after eight o'clock line. you could just hand your drinks over the wall to the kids in the pool right right <laughs> oh, exactly. yes i condone kids drinking underage <laughs> as long as they're five or younger <laughs> you know that's gonna blow up <laughs> 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 
Hello, we know he's not serious. Why is all this happening under my watch? (laughs) Because we love you. Uh, That, in a nutshell, is the new Polynesian Resort. As I mentioned, Captain Cook's went through a little bit of a makeover. uh, The nutshell. In a nutshell, in uh, the pineapple, pineapple lanai was added. So now you get your dole whips outside of Captain Cook's, and they are very strict about the serving size you get. Uh, I was one of the people who always went there and completely abused it and would fill up my cup at least uh, about eight or nine inches high. I don't know. It might have been a complex thing, but or I might have just loved Dole Whip. Um, <laughs> Um, Can he spell compensation? Why are you letting me talk? I I am regretting it. That's for sure. Tell us a little bit about how now the uh, lagoon area has changed and how the beach has changed. Because that was a huge place for people to go and watch fireworks. And with the bungalows there, they can't do that. Uh, Well, actually, I completely... Fireworks shoot into the sky. Well, that's a good point. Uh, And people were worried about how much it would disrupt the uh, the view of the castle because some people are so anal retentive that they have to be able to see the castle while they see the fireworks. Mm-hmm. They can't enjoy it any other way. Uh, on the beach area itself, the the so main one by talking. the volcano pole. And <laughs> calling our listeners anal retentive. <laughs> some of them, they know who they are. Uh, and then the other beach area over by the Luau show, you still have perfect views of fireworks and even Sunset Point. Uh, that's not going to be blocked off. Anyone can still walk up there. Or just go out on those those balconies outside the bungalows. Those people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just hop the fence and go you right over barge in. I, it really hasn't been disrupted in any way. Even if you're uh, staying at that Hawaii longhouse with concierge that's right behind the bungalows, even that, if you're staying on the first floor, it's not going to block a view. I walked through the grass and didn't walk onto anyone's balcony because that would be... Uh, really disrespectful and probably breaking rules. Uh, But I kind of stood right beside it. You can still see everything perfectly. So everyone who was worried about it, there's no reason to be uh, distressed. Everything will be fine. That's good to know. Yes. Mm -hmm. Excellent. excellent. All right, before we uh, finish up with the conversation, I do want to talk a little bit about the DVC points for this property. Being the newest Disney Vacation Club property, you know, it's mostly going to be DVC members staying there, especially initially, yes. because they get to book it before the general public does. And there are only 20 bungalows. So. That is correct. And that is going to be an issue because those bungalows are highly coveted mm-hmm. already. Uh, I do have the point chart in front of me, and this is available on our site. If you go to the www.info.com, click on the DVC link, there'll be a link for point charts, and you can see what this resort is going to cost you as far as points go. And for the most part, the studios aren't that much different than any other DVC property. They're not you know, crazy out of line. They're a little bit high on holiday times. What really strikes me is the amount of points for a bungalow. The bungalows, in my opinion, are costing what Grand Villas cost at other resorts. Um, 1,400 points for a week in a bungalow at in during premier season during their highest affinity season so you know this is something that i don't think a lot of dvc members are going to be able to do because people don't have 1400 points lying around nope you know so that's interesting to find out how that's going to happen also the point of the the price of these points is now some of the highest prices out there 160 Five. I don't know exactly what the current number is. So these are very, very expensive points. It comes to the question of how much more can Disney do? 
you know, where can they go next? How much more can they charge for points? It seems like it's never ending. I know Jenny Lynn's a DVC member. I don't know about you. I get um, full color, glossy stuff from them on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. They are putting out uh, propaganda and support material, you know, all the time that costs them a lot of money. So this is a very lucrative thing for Disney to do. If two or three families, what you said, they they hold 10 people? Up to eight. No, no, no. Um, Each... Each studio holds up to five people. So if you get two, no, I was talking about the bungalows. I'm sorry. Oh, eight. the bungalows. Um, eight sleep yeah. eight. Yeah. Now here's the deal though. The the bungalows sleep eight with two in each of the beds and somebody on that trundle bed. That's crowded. You know, that's a lot of people in that small area. And if people do it because they want to stay there for sure, but I think that that's too many people in that in that area. So yeah. Yeah, and there are only two bathrooms in those bungalows. There's not an extra bathroom in there, which I think with the Grand Villas, I believe it's three ba- bathrooms is pretty standard for Grand Villas, correct? Or two and a half, depending on if okay. the accommodations. What you also have, too, is, you know, you could say eight people, well, that's two families. Still, you know, in the lowest season, it's 841 points for a week. Mm-hmm. Someone in chat has figured out that to buy 1,400 points right now at the Poly would be about $231,000. Right. I even look at it in a different way in that the points have a resale value. Mm-hmm. You can go to someone who does resale or you can go to our boards and go to the for rent for trade board. And points are going for about $12 a night. I'm not smart enough to do the math in my head, but that's somewhere around sixteen dollars or $18,000 for a week in one of those bungalows, mm-hmm. price equivalent. That's a lot. Yeah. So Someone else has pointed out that you could go to Bora Bora. Yeah. <laughs> you could yeah. go to Bora Bora. And we have for much less money, that's for sure. Wow. So, I mean, these are great. I mean, I love that they're doing this to the Polynesian. I think it's great that they always are improving their resorts. Mm-hmm. This is something I give Disney a lot of credit for, whether or not you like the changes or you like the direction. At least they're always in the process of keeping things fresh and new. And DVC is a big moneymaker for them. I'm just going to be curious to see how these bungalows go. The two things, I did ask um, one of the people that was giving us the tour, uh, what were the considerations taken when putting DVC into the poly? And there were two that he named right after that. Well, um, one of them being, like as Craig mentioned earlier, the completion of the monorail loop. So, you know, DVC has in totality invaded the monorail loop. It's everywhere at this point. The other one is that Polynesian has been long on the waiting list as far as DVC member demand. So this is, you know, their answers to that. It's not it's not a, a big it's not a, a big expansion, you know, three longhouses and 20 bungalows, but, you know, it's there and they did it and now everybody's got to fight for it, I suppose. And it takes a lot of rooms out of inventory. Mm-hmm. Uh, excellent. Craig, Janilin, thank you so much for giving us that information. We really appreciate it, all the work you've done. Uh, great work on the pictures and video. They look thank fantastic. You. So thank you very much for doing that. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, we really enjoyed talking to you, or at least I did. Kevin doesn't look like he enjoyed anything. <laughs> uh, we hope you uh, join us next week for another edition of the Diz Unplugged.